I know I've fallen into this. I go on Pinterest and I see these gorgeous office spaces on Pinterest. I'm just like, oh, that's how it's supposed to look. When the reality is no, I mean, very few people have that, you know, gorgeous, like big desk in the middle of a room with a whole gorgeous wall. With nothing else, like two chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So I love that. So, okay. Function and feel to find a balance between those two. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Means Business podcast. This week, the podcast turns one year old. We are officially through our first year of episodes, and guys, it's been such an incredible ride the last year. I want to say, before we jump into today's episode, a huge, huge thank you to everyone that has helped to support me in this podcast, that has listened and downloaded that have followed along from the beginning, or maybe you discovered us just a few weeks ago and you've been binging all of the episodes while you have some extra time. Just a huge thank you for all the support for everything that we've been able to accomplish in the last year. I know for me personally, I've learned a lot in the last year of having this podcast and just really have found a a rhythm with how I want to present these episodes to you and what I want to offer you as value from these episodes. And so I really appreciate the feedback and the comments and the emails and everything that you've been sending me, all the love you've been sending our way. So thank you so much for all of the support. I really, really, really appreciate it. And if you want to give us a little birthday present, I would love for you to go leave us a review over on iTunes. Just take a second and hit pause, head over to iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. Give me any feedback or ideas that you have for future episodes. I definitely would love to hear that. It would be the perfect first birthday present for us here at Girl Means Business. All right, guys. So today's episode, just in full transparency, I want to let you know that I had a completely different episode planned for this week. But in light of everything that's going on in our world and just the chaos that is around us right now. I wanted to kind of pivot and spend the next couple of episodes giving you content that I think can be really useful to what's going on in our world right now. And so I've been chatting with some amazing women who have been open to the idea of kind of changing what we originally had planned to talk about to focus on things that are going to be beneficial to you in this moment. And then we'll definitely get back to the other episodes we had planned in the future. But I want you to know that I want this to be a show that you listen to and feel like you can get value from right away. And so that's the reason behind the decision to kind of change up the order of things that we're going to be sharing here on the show. And we're starting today with a really, really fun episode where I'm talking with Kara Newhart. She's the owner of NeverSkipBrunch.com, which is the coolest name, and Makespace Podcast. So she is a DIY home design guru out of Houston, Texas. And we chatted all about how to create a space that allows you to feel inspired and allows you to be creative. A lot of us are finding ourselves working from home these days, and whether that means you're running your business from home, 
or you are working your nine to five and then trying to do your side hustle at home now as well. It's a lot. And it's a lot when you've got the kids home and your spouse may be home with you, or maybe you're just feeling uninspired because you're by yourself somewhere in an apartment or a home and you don't have anybody else with you and you're feeling really isolated and that can make it hard to feel inspired as well. So when I decided to chat with Kara, we wanted to talk about how we can use the space that we have to design and create something that gets you excited about sitting down and going to work every day. Even if you're in your pajamas in a corner of your bedroom, or maybe you have an entire space that's yours in your house, I wanted to have her share with us some tips on how we can utilize this time to really create a space that's our own. So I'm really excited. I can't wait for you to hear my interview with Kara. So here we go. Hey guys, really quick, before we get into my interview with Kara, I want to tell you about a really exciting opportunity I have for you. A few weeks ago, I was able to host an in-person workshop here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area called Building Your Brand. And the response from that was so wonderful and so great that I wanted to take that same workshop idea and bring it to you in a virtual way. So if you are listening to this live, that means that you have the opportunity to get into our next virtual workshop, which starts tomorrow, April 2nd at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. This workshop is going to be so full of amazing content. We're going to be talking about how to define your ideal client, how to create your brand aesthetic, how to create your brand story, and how to build the know, like, and trust factor so that people are dying to work with you. They feel connected to you and they want to be a part of whatever it is that you're putting out into the world. We're going to cover all of this in the virtual workshop, but you also get access to the digital workbook. Is this digital workbook, all of the people who came and attended our in live um, our live in-person workshop got a copy of this workbook and they were raving about it because it has worksheets for you to fill out. It's got all kinds of real life examples and tips and actionable things you can put in place in your business right now. It's 46 plus pages. You can download it directly when you sign up for the workshop. And then we will be going through that workbook throughout the virtual workshop. It's going to be amazing. Now, Typically, the workshop and the workbook combined are valued at around $150 or more, and you're able to access all of this for just $25. Now, if you're not able to attend the actual virtual workshop, but you want access to the book and a pre-recorded version of the workshop, you can do that as well. You will get a replay when you sign up if either you've missed the live or you're unable to attend the live event for whatever reason. So if you want more information or you want to sign up, Go to the link in the show notes or head over to girlmeansbusiness.com slash virtual dash workshop and sign up today. I can't wait to see you in there. It's going to be amazing. All right, guys, let's get to our interview. All right, guys, I am here with Kara Newhart of the Make Space podcast and the Never Skip Brunch website, and we are talking today all about creating a space for creativity. So Kara, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this idea today and this topic, but I want to first have you tell your story. So share with us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and your journey to get here. 
Yeah. So I think as with many creatives, my story is very windy, but I'll try to keep it brief. So um, growing up, I was always creative. My mom was a kindergarten teacher. I explain her to people as Pinterest. If Pinterest was a person, it would be my mother. So super crafty (laughs) on one side. And then my dad was a contractor. So in high school, like while all my other friends had these fun retail jobs with like perky discounts, I was like installing electrical outlets, crawling around in attics, learning to use power tools. So making was always a part of my life growing up. And then towards college, my dad kind of pushed me more towards business. So I ended up majoring in business, going into corporate oil and gas, which was just not a fit for me, Um, but definitely put making and creativity kind of to the side while I tried to pursue that career. Um, Ended up like kind of burning out, um, becoming a fashion blogger for a while, which is very, very funny. (laughs) Total opposite (laughs) direction. Total opposite, yeah. (laughs) But I needed like an outlet. I needed to like get in touch with that creativity again and slowly started adding like lifestyle and eventually home stuff to my blog while working with brands on collaborations. And then it just kind of became apparent that like my followers wanted DIY and home stuff. They wanted to learn how to do this hands-on being creative. And so now I'm in this really cool space where I get to empower women to DIY, to use power tools, dive in, do it big. Um, So yeah, it's been a really cool journey and I love what I do every day. And I love that you're kind of combining like what your parents both instilled in you and what you're doing because it's so fun to me when you can see how like someone's background feeds into what they're doing now because it's those little things along the way that you're like, oh, that's just something my dad taught me or something my mom had. And then you just see it kind of manifest in this really cool way. I absolutely love that. And you have a daughter now too, right? Mm -hmm. A little one? Yep. So does she have that crafty bug too? (laughs) Absolutely. She's like, loves painting. Like literally went to pick her up from daycare one day and she's like crying because she wanted to stay and paint. So I like went back to the car like answered emails she could paint like (laughs) loves it so much oh that's so fun oh I love that I I love being I mean obviously a lot of people listening to this show are obviously creatives because we Mm -hmm. all are kind of in a creative industry or we are doing something that we're passionate about that we love right but I think it's so fun like I come from a family that has a lot of artists in my family and people Mm -hmm. who love to just be creative in general whether it's through photography or other mediums painting um glasswork all this kind of stuff so I'm a big fan of anyone who does anything that's very crafty and hands-on I wish I was better at it but Mm -hmm. it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's a journey two years ago I was terrified to use a saw like would plan all my projects so that Home Depot could cut the wood and I just have to screw it together and so yeah it's a it's a journey for sure like you don't get good overnight (laughs) yeah so along with the of your journey. So you started the website as kind of a, like a fashion blog. You said it, it evolved from there. So now you do pretty much all like DIY home decor kind of stuff. And then you have the podcast as well. So how did, tell me how the podcast came about and what you talk about on there. Sure. So the website is very like hands-on tutorial. Like here's the projects, here's the room reveals, here's like step-by-step. If you want to dive in and make it, here's how to do that. And then I kind of found that there's a lot of women that aren't really ready for that yet. There's a lot of like mindset stuff and like design strategy and ways to think about our house that we needed to talk about. So the podcast is kind of my outlet to be able to sit down with experts and talk about like design advice, but also kind of those mindset shifts and like encouraging women and empowering them before they're even going to touch a tool and like, you know, dive in and try to DIY. Awesome. That's so fun. So I will tell you a little bit, just kind of a back. So, you know, a little bit about where I'm coming from on the opposite end. I 
love watching like HGTV. I love watching mm-hmm. DIY channel. I love watching all of that stuff. When it comes to actually putting it into action in my home, I'm the worst. Like, so we <laughs> built our house in 2013. So we've been here for almost eight years, seven yeah. years. And it took me until about three years ago to put anything on our walls because yeah. I have like this fear of, I don't know, commitment when it comes to decorating. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I don't have the best like vision for how to map it all out. So I want to kind of get into that a little bit today and how it applies to women who run a business from home, because I know a lot of people listening are, especially now with everything that's going on in the world, a lot of us are finding ourselves working at home Mm -hmm. and we may have realized that our home is not the most conducive space for inspiring us and getting us to be creative. So I want to kind of get into that a little bit today. And so let's just start with the idea of like a work from home space. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the guest room in our house where I have like my, you know, desktop computer set up. I have all my recording stuff here. I've got, you know, all my things that I need around me. And then of course I have my laptop that can kind of go wherever and I'll find myself on the kitchen counter or the couch yeah. or in our bedroom or wherever. But this is kind of my home base would be like this office area. Um, right. And it's not exactly the most... Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Exciting space to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) So tell us a little kind of some tips you might have or some advice you have for creating that space in that little corner of the of the house that you have. Yeah, I feel that so much because this is actually something I get all the time where women have either like started on Pinterest, you know, and found an inspo image and tried to recreate that and it doesn't go right. Or you just kind of wander around home goods and collect like all these random items that don't really go together and you love all of them independently, but there's no cohesiveness in your space. So I design spaces a little bit backwards, but I think it's like the best approach for DIY design. So instead of thinking of like, what do I want this to look like? Because that's a hard place to start. First, you start with function and you're like, what am I doing in this space? So I would tell you to sit down, make a list of all the activities and kind of rank them in order of importance. So like if you're in a guest room, obviously your guests are going to be staying in there at some point, but not all the time. So that's going to be lower on your list than like daily. I'm sitting at the desk, I'm doing work, um, recording podcasts, whatever it is. So you sit down and you do all of your like list of activities. 
that's going to give you like what the space needs to function as. So from there, then you move into like the furniture stuff. So you can start making decisions about, okay, let's measure and let's draw out a floor plan and see like how things are going to fit in the space. Um, and then you can start like making furniture decisions. And then the next part is how do I want the space to feel? So this is when you bring in all the other design stuff like paint colors and art and accessories and all of that. And that's when you turn to Pinterest because now you have a clear idea of like, I know what I need to be doing in the space. I know what kind of like furniture elements in floor layout I need to make this space function. So now like, okay, with that in mind, I have something to go off of. I'm not just looking at it as a blank box that like, how do I fill this and what should it look like? And you know, you have like a reference point and it's like designing for your own life. Like good design really does have that balance between function and beautiful. Like no one wants purely functional because that's so boring. (laughs) But like, you know, if you go too far to the other side and it's just pretty and it doesn't work for you, like you have to start with you and like how you're using the space. So that's my best strategy for DIY interior design, especially when it comes to a workspace, because a lot of areas I feel like for us, a lot of work from home areas can be that dual function area. You know, there's not a lot of people that have like a dedicated office. Sometimes you're sharing, sometimes it's like half playroom, half guest room, whatever it is. So you really do have to be more strategic, I think. Yeah, no, I love that. I was jotting down notes as you were talking (laughs) because again, I'm going to apply all of this to my own space here because I, for months I've been thinking like, I want to make this feel because we do, I mean, it's very rare that we have guests staying at our house. And a lot of times like the guest room is used maybe a handful of times a year. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I was telling you before we started, you know, it's a Murphy bed. So it folds up into the wall where it, it looks like we have a cabinet there and stuff. Exactly. But the rest of the room has just kind of been like a leftover space. Like it's just kind of that space where we just sort of put things that we didn't really have a home for. (laughs) And now that I'm starting to record a little bit more and do some video, I'm realizing like I need to use lighting a little more. Like I have this giant Mm. window behind me that I'm not really utilizing the light from because of the way my desk is situated. So Mm -hmm. maybe I need to figure out a way to rearrange that. And so I like the idea of looking at function first and then going into how you want it to feel. Because I think uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of people go the other way around Mm -hmm. and then they create this beautiful space or I know I've fallen into this. I go on Pinterest and I see these gorgeous office spaces on Pinterest. I'm just like, Oh, that's how it's supposed to look. When the reality is no, I mean, very few people have that, you know, gorgeous, like big desk in the middle of a room with a whole gorgeous wall. With nothing else, like two chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So Mm. I love that. So, okay. Function and feel to find a balance between those two. So you mentioned like home goods and things like that. So as far as finding these things, so let's say that someone has sat down and said, okay, I've kind of mapped out my space. I know what I'm looking for. Um, But of course, obviously working on our, you know, running our own business, a lot of us are on a budget. So what are those places that you recommend people finding these items now that they have an idea of what they want to put into their space? Yeah, absolutely. So HomeGoods is a go-to, Target's a go-to, all those like TJ Maxx, all that are great places to shop. And the only time you go wrong is when you're just kind of buying something because it's cute. So going in with the plan is your best strategy. So like I would start with a color palette and the way to like my hack for building a color palette when you don't know where to start is to find an item that has a pattern that you love the colors in because a designer has literally designed that pattern and it's like, they did the work for you. So now you can either color match, like get paint swatches and match them or literally bring it into like Home Depot and have them scan 
they can scan and color match for you, which is amazing. So then you have this palette that you're kind of pulling out of, whether that's like a rug or a throw pillow or any kind of pattern. And then I would make a swatch book. So like a literal notebook of like your color, like chips, and then also like any fabrics you have in the room, like throw pillows or if you have a swatch from your couch or your chair, and then that stays with you when you're shopping for any kind of home decor. So you're bringing that into the store with you and you're like looking at things. Um, it can be hard a little bit depending on lighting to like perfectly match, but also know that like you don't have to match match. Like if you have a coral, you don't need that exact coral pillow. You can kind of go in a range of corals and as long as they all kind of tie together and they have that same hue, like it's going to look amazing. So that's my best thing is go in with a plan and give yourself a reference point. So you're not just wandering around like, oh, that looks cute. And that looks cute. And I like that, but like, they don't really go together (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) Um, and then mood board, always like having a mood board. Um, I use a software called Canva, which is free. Love Canva. And you can just kind of, yeah, make this blank. And I'm sure people use this for work too. A lot of us, um, yeah, just pull in images of like, all the different items you've bought for your room. And as you buy something new and add to it, just having that, like having the app on your phone or screenshotting the mood board of all the things, like you'll be able to hold that up and hold the item up and be like, does this fit the stuff I've already picked? Like that's the best thing is we're building up from making a decision, like deciding on a rug, deciding on a palette. And then every other thing we choose builds off of that. So you have a reference point and it's not just like, I don't know. I like it, but does it fit? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause that's me. Like I'm the one wandering around, you know, TJ Maxx or home goods, yeah. or even like you said, target or hobby lobby. And I'm the one walking oh, yeah. around being like, Oh, that's cute. Let's put that in a basket. And then I get home. Yeah. I'm like, well, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Where is this going to go? Like, yeah, exactly. I, it, yeah. But I had no vision for it. Like, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love the idea of the mood board night. Canva is sent from the heavens. So I am a it big is. fan oh, of Canva. <laughs> And I hadn't thought of that of actually like putting that much effort towards designing the space because I just, like I said, I kind of just threw my stuff in here and have been working with it. But I like the idea of actually going through and figuring out what colors make me feel happy, what colors make me, you know, get excited about what I'm doing. And, um, yeah. And I think Ikea is another good one too, that probably has some good stuff. It is. So it is. But that's what I will say. I think for (laughs) so dangerous, um, for a lot of people, I think it is, it is a little bit of effort. Like that's what I need. We need to like recognize is like, it's not something that you just throw together. Like it takes time. It takes strategy. It takes effort. And if you're busy, it's something you're going to have to dedicate time to, but I would just say like, it's so worth it. Having that space that like feels like you feels like inspiring is going to help you like feel better. It's going to help your like mental health. It's going to help you work better. I know that I work better creatively in a space that I feel inspired in. And I think for a lot of us doing creative work, like think of it as an investment, like building this space is going to make you a better maker, a better creative, whatever it is that you do. So think of it that way versus like, oh, this is a lot of work and I don't really enjoy home decor. So like, (laughs) I don't want to do it kind of thing. Yeah. No, I like, and you mentioned kind of on your podcast, you get into sort of the mindset of, you know, the whole creative process behind decorating. And so, yeah, what does that do? Like, for example, if you have someone that that goes into just sort of a corner of their bedroom where they have a table set up versus working in a space they've designed for themselves, is there something mentally that like is different there that helps us? Yeah. I absolutely think there is. I think like 
that intentionality is just kind of lays the foundation for you to take yourself and your work more seriously, which is something that I've worked through, like as my job started out as a side hustle. And it was like, you know, you have to find a balance between your day job and your night job. And, you know, whether that's for you being a mom and also doing this, like whatever that looks like for listeners, I think it's so important to like have that level of seriousness and that level of intention to like invest in yourself. And so creating a space, a dedicated space is like a practical hands-on way you can do that. Um, And it's a good like visual reminder that like I'm taking this seriously and I'm, this is my workspace. This is my work time. And like, this is a place for me, like kind of thing. So, yeah, I know for me, it's helped like having the ability to go into a room and close a door because I mean, one, I have to do it for recording these episodes and things, Uh but also just that, that visual reminder to my family that like, this is Mm -hmm. my work time and my workspace and respect the space that we have in here. And I know even if you can't have like a physical barrier to your space, having Mm -hmm. something like, I remember when I was teaching, there was a teacher we had that was in, I think kindergarten or first grade. And she would have this like really cute little tiara or crown that she'd made. And anytime she was working in a small group with kids or she was doing something that she couldn't be interrupted, she would put the crown on. Uh And that was her sign to her kids, the rest of the kids in her class, that when I'm wearing this crown, you don't interrupt mm-hmm. me. You can come stand yeah. and wait for me to address you, but you can't just come address me. And I was like, that's so right. smart. And that it can is. apply to what you're doing now, especially those of us with little ones Definitely. at home who don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, work time versus playtime. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I have another oh, question for so you true. that's, again, another kind of selfish question because this is the situation I have in our house, which is my husband, I kind of share the office space. So he doesn't work from Mm -hmm. home, but when he is home, this is where his laptop stays. This is where his work computer comes when he does work from home. If, if he is working from home a day, he comes in here and makes calls as well. So how can you balance having kind of a shared workspace, whether it's you both work from home or it's a shared workspace that you share with someone else in your family, or it's where your kids are doing their homework at night. Is there a good way to balance all that? Yeah. So strategy number one would be like, if possible, try to have like two separate areas, like two desks. Um, That's just an easy way to partition like one room to be dual purpose. Obviously that's not like feasible for everyone. So the second option is to think of like dual function things, like how can we create storage or create a way to like hide away one person's things when it's time for the other person to use the space? Like whether that's a basket or a bin or a desk with two sides and maybe one side's yours, one side's his. So think of like dual function ways to where we have one set up, but we're using it for two people. Um, But I think that's important because then it can really feel like yours. Like it doesn't have to feel like a shared space where like his stuff is all over. Cause I know like if me and my husband shared a desk, it would be like, okay, you need to put all this stuff's going on the floor. <laughs> like <laughs> I need space for me. Like, so yeah. that's a hard balance, but yeah. And it, I guess it helps if you have similar tastes. Um, but there's obviously going to be some level of compromise too. And so I think it's important to have that conversation. Like what do we both need most out of this space? And like, maybe what are some ways that we can make sure we're getting what we need and make sure that like, not even that you have to compromise, but that you can kind of collaborate and create a room that works for both of you. Yeah. 
No, I think that's a really good point. And I always used to say like having separate sinks in the bathroom was what saved like most marriages. And I think the same thing kind of goes for this too. Like you need to have your own Mm -hmm. space or it's going to cause an issue. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So true. So what advice do you have for people who are like, okay, I don't have an entire guest room I can devote to turning into an office or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm using a, a little corner of our playroom or I'm using like the corner of like our you know, breakfast nook area, like what do you, what tips do you have for small spaces that you can still create a space that feels inspiring? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah. So number one is go back to that multifunctional thing. I think if you look at a lot of like small apartments or really, really tiny, like a tiny New York apartment, there's stuff that like folds away when you're not using it, like a table that folds down or a bed that folds away. So thinking of like, how can things work kind of that way? But also like the other tip for small spaces is to think vertically. Like if you're in literally just a tiny, like two by two corner or three foot by three foot corner, there's a lot of space upwards. So whether that's like shelves or other kind of organization solutions, you have a lot of running room there. So like think up, don't just think about like where you're sitting, like how can you use that space vertically for storing things you need or even decorating? Like um, that's, yeah, probably the two best tips is multifunctional and then think upwards. I like the idea of thinking upwards because I tend to forget about that. Like even in the office Mm. space that I have, I'm like, oh, I could, you know, use more shelf space or I could do this. Yeah. And that's one of the things like going back to the idea of Ikea, it's always so fun for me to walk through like the Mm. Ikea, like dorm room section because, or even like the small apartment sections, because they have, they have so many genius ideas for how to like exactly multi-purpose an item. It's crazy. I love it. It's so, it's so inspiring. 
Yeah. Well, I like absolutely. Ikea too, because it's not just like a Pinterest photo. You can actually like mm-hmm. touch things and see how they work. And even if it's like, oh, I like this idea, I'm going to DIY a version of it in my house with mm-hmm. like, maybe I don't want it plastic, maybe I want it wood, but like being able to touch it and like have that hands-on inspiration is like a different level than just yeah. like, huh, that's cute. But like, how would that work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's Pinterest come yeah. to life. It's Oh, I love exactly. Ikea so much. <laughs> it's dangerous. Luckily, the one closest to me is like 45 minutes away. So it, it's oh, me safe too. distance it's like away. A hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be really bad if I lived even closer to it. Uh-huh. I'd be okay, there every so day. Okay. So let's take the idea of the office space and kind of expand it into the rest of the house. So getting yeah. out of the idea of just necessarily having a space for creativity when it comes to work, but just decorating your house or, or making your house feel like it's a place that's I know for me, the balance is a place that feels homey and lived in Mm. versus a place Uh that I come home to and feel excited about. So what kind of tips do you have, especially for those of us with young kids? I know you're in that Uh same boat too, where it's function meets, I guess, um, attractiveness. That's not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The aesthetic. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So number one tip is like be efficient about storage and like invest in cute storage. Like you could get a plastic bin for things or you could get like a cute, like even Target has like cute, like wooden baskets or woven baskets, whatever. But anytime you can have storage that hides things, like I'm talking about like a basket with no holes. So we can throw the stuff in, stash it and it looks clean. Like that's (laughs) the stage of life you're in. And like with young kids, I think you have to embrace that and know that like you know, it's not going to be beautiful all the time, but it still can look organized and polished. It doesn't have to look like a playroom. And so that's kind of the balance I've found is like finding storage solutions that look really chic and that are easy to like stow away, pick it up, clean it up. It's not going to be perfectly organized, but it is going to look organized in the sense that like I have that level of I can relax and I'm not like looking at a yes. mess everywhere in my house. Yeah. Um and then yeah just going back to that function before aesthetics. Like what do we need this room to do? And then how can we do that in a way that is going to be beautiful? Like whether that's furniture, um and just, with little kids that's hard because it's like, you know, investment pieces you can't <laughs> a lot of times you are just buying pieces that's like this is my five year table yes. till the children destroy it and then we're gonna buy like a nice yeah. one. Um but that's why I like like Target IKEA, all that kind of stuff, because there's options for making things look good on a budget. You don't have to spend a bunch of money or buy something super nice that's gonna be destroyed. But yeah. Adding storage is my number one. And then thinking about like, what do you really want out of the space? Um, and then I would say like, this is obviously depends a lot on like your parenting style, lifestyles. Like if you let your children into the bed at night, but <laughs> my goal for my bedroom is that it's kind of my haven. Like if there's no other space, every other space is shared in your house. Try to like make yourself a space that's just for you. Maybe that's your bathroom. Like maybe you take bubble baths. Maybe it's your bedroom. Um, because like my daughter, she stays in her own room. Our bedroom's like our space. Yeah. But find whatever that is for you. Maybe it's literally just a chair. <laughs> like your children are allowed to touch. But whatever it is, like you need something that's yours. That's like an adult area because otherwise it's hard to just feel like yeah you're living living in like a parenting zone all yeah. the time. I've actually used those words on my children recently where I said like, I need (laughs) one spot in this house that is mine that you have not invaded. Yes. (laughs) And especially being home so much right now, like there's sometimes when 
I am like working in the office and I kind of give them free reign and then I come out and they've been in my room and there are like Barbies and frozen toys yeah. and all kind. And I'm like, there's been nights where my husband and I crawl into bed and we'll find like a random oh, Barbie yeah. doll or like a, uh-huh. like a doll's hairbrush <laughs> in our bed. And I'm like, what is happening yeah. to our lives? Yeah. But what is happening? Yeah. It's also, it's a phase. And it's, I know yeah. I recently went to, uh, there's a new wedding venue that's opening up not far from me. And the, the owners live on the property where they're building the venue and the yeah. house they live in is this gorgeous just beautiful, beautifully decorated. The mom and the daughter both have this vision that's just unbelievable. It's very kind of farmhouse, but very, um, not even modern, just, just really well put together. It doesn't feel overly farmhousey, you know, but I remember going there and I was doing a, a photo shoot for them and looking around and thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like I love the textures and I love the colors and I love the details yeah. and but I'm looking around going, they also don't have young children. And so I have to remind myself that this is a phase of life. And if our house doesn't look the way that I envision my Pinterest version of a house looking, Mm. there will come a day when I can do those things. But you're right. Like right now it needs to be the Target and the Ikea type furniture and and those kinds of things that it's okay if it's, you know, like our, our dining room table is one that we do art projects on it and we do, you know, when we eat dinner yeah. on it, we do all these things. And I'm like, it's okay if it gets a little bit of scuffs on it. It's okay if there's marker yeah. on underneath it, because it's fine. Like that's just the phase of mm-hmm. life that we're in. And exactly. I try to remind myself of that <laughs> as often as possible. Yeah. That's such a huge thing with like interior design is because for a lot of people, I think they think of like, I'm going to finish this room, right? Like I'm going to decorate. It's going to be done. Like there's no such thing as that. You yeah. as seasons of life change, like your design styles change, your needs change, the function of the space changes. So like embracing design is more of a journey and more of like phases of life and what's working now and what am I loving right now? Like that's such a better way to approach it than like you're never gonna be done and you're gonna feel like, oh, this room, you know, it's not my dream room. It's not done. Like it, it's mm-hmm. never done. So yeah. <laughs> getting used to that and that's very freeing because I think that yes. that is part yeah. of, for someone like me, who's not necessarily design minded. And mm-hmm. I mentioned to you before we started recording, you know, we lived in this house for however many years and we are just now putting things on the wall. But yeah. I, I think because for me, it feels so permanent. It's almost like, okay, if I'm going to paint this room and I'm going to paint right. it, you know, one of my daughters, their, her room is like a turquoise blue. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to paint this turquoise blue, it's going to be that color forever. Mm-hmm. It's just paint. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself, like right. when I was a kid, I painted my room a dozen different times. And exactly. I, yeah, I need to get out of that mindset of like, it's a permanent thing. And there are so many options right. now where you can go, like you said, like Target and Home Goods and uh, what's the one we have here at home that have really mm-hmm. affordable mm-hmm. options. And so you can find things that you can replace in a year or two and not feel like you exactly. are replacing this like super expensive heirloom type item. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely a time to like splurge and invest and have stuff that sticks around forever and is timeless. But like, like for example, if you're doing like a brick wall or like an accent wall with wood, that's a lot, like a lot to get it up there. You're probably not going to rip that down, but yeah, when it's paint or art or accessories, like just give yourself permission to go all out because then your home is going to feel like, yeah, finished and lived in and like decorated versus it feeling like you don't live there yet or like it's not done yet. That was something that I struggled with when we bought our first house because we kind of knew it wouldn't be our forever home. We were living in Denver at the time. It was like a a smaller house that we knew we wouldn't stay in forever. And 
I didn't hang art up on half the walls until we moved and it was time to stage the house. And then it kind of clicked for me. Like, I'm never doing this again. Like next time I'm just going to put the art up because like, I can always change it later, but at least it's like, has some personality and feels loved. And Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Cause it's sad when like, cause I had that same thing when I sold the first house I ever owned and I was getting ready to sell it. And my realtor mm-hmm. came in and she was helping me stage it. And I, I had never hung a single thing on our wall. Like I had pictures yeah. on shelves and stuff, but I hadn't hung anything yeah. on a wall. And she was like, we need to put up some, you know, she brought in like all of her staging stuff. And I was like, yeah. how sad is this that I've waited until I'm letting somebody else into this house to make it exactly. feel like it's homey, you know? And that's such uh-huh. a true... Uh-huh true thing. Like we need, if this is the house we're living in, it needs to be the one that we come home and feel really excited about. So yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. I like I said, I've been taking notes this whole time. I'm like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, my poor husband, when I get out of this meeting, he's probably going to be like, what just happened? <laughs> but I'm, I'm really inspired. Like I'm sitting here yeah. looking at my walls and thinking, okay, what can I do in this office space to make it feel yes. more creative and exciting and, and inspiring. So yeah, um, I love that so yeah. much. Well, I, this was so good. Okay. So the last question I always ask, and then I'll have you share kind of where people can find you. But if yeah. your best friend came to you today and said, okay, Kara, I'm starting this business. I'm really excited about it, but I need to know what to do. What would be like your number one piece of advice that you would give to her? Yeah. Number one, make sure it lends up with your passions. This is a lesson I learned the hard way by becoming a fashion blocker. (laughs) It's like, I really wasn't that passionate about sharing outfits. Like, honestly, (laughs) Um, it was fun, but yeah, not deeply passionate. And then number two, like learn how to tell your story because storytelling is like how, first of all, how you sell things without feeling Mm -hmm. slimy, how you connect with people, how you can really like teach and influence and inspire people. So whatever piece of your story like ties into like why you started the business or the mission behind it or whatever it is, those two things need to come before anything else you do. Like any product is made, any service is offered, any client is like signed on a contract. Um, Mm -hmm. So really like learning those where I like going to business school was never really taught that. Like you've you didn't have to find what you're passionate about at all. It was like numbers, 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 strategies. Like, so I started my businesses backwards. And because of that, I learned the hard way, like had a whole t-shirt company that just didn't work out. Like clearly (laughs) went on a windy path and I've learned so many lessons, but I think if you can start with that, then yeah, you'll save yourself time for sure. Yeah. Side note, have you read Donald Miller's building a story brand? No, but I need to, it's actually on my list. It's so, it's probably one of it. I would say it's probably my top number one, like business book that I've read. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's all about the fact that like story drives so much of our business Mm -hmm. and the fact that like, you're not only telling your story, but you're helping to be part of your client's story and the role that you play in their story. It's so stinking good. You need to go read it. I think it would fit right in with kind of what you're saying that, you know, is your, like your why behind things. Yeah. I'm going to bump it up to one. I'm going to read that next. Yes. So, so good. <laughs> Sounds well, really good. Yeah. Thank you, Kara, so much for taking your time to do this. So let everybody know where they can find you about your podcast, your website, any social medias that you have where they yeah. can follow along with your journey. Yeah. 
Um, so you can find me all across social at Never Skip Brunch. And that's like if you want to follow along with like the DIY tutorials, hands-on, or just watch me make things. Sometimes it's entertaining when things go wrong. <laughs> you can weigh in on polls. Um, and then you can find the podcast at makespacepodcast.com and across really anywhere you get your podcast. But yeah, I'd love love to connect. Come follow along. <laughs> yeah, and I will have all of that linked in the show notes so they can just scroll down and click on those Perfect. and follow along with all of your fun DIY projects and exciting things you have yeah. going on. Well, thank yeah. you, Kara, so much. I appreciate this was really fun and have a great day. Thank you. This was so much fun. Talk soon. Talk soon. Another huge thank you to Kara for taking time out of her day to chat with us and share all of her tips and expertise. I hope it inspired you to find a space in your home that you can make your own, whether that is a space for creating, whether that's a space for business, or it's just a space for you to have some me time, some time where you're away from the chaos of life and kids and spouses and everything that's going on in the world right now. And it's just a space where you can relax, listen to your favorite podcast, read a good book, listen to some music, drink a glass of wine, whatever the case may be. I hope that you are able to have something in your space that allows you to feel creative, inspired, and relaxed. So thank you again to Kara for all of her amazing, amazing tips and advice. All right, guys, don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a little birthday present review for our one year birthday here at Girl Means Business. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I hope you are doing well. I hope you're not going crazy just yet. Please get outdoors if you can, get some fresh air, get some exercise, do something to help maintain your mental stability because I know that could be really challenging right now as we are all feeling isolated and alone and anxious and all of the things. If you need anything or you are just looking for somebody to connect with, please let me know. You can send me an email over at girlmeansbusinesspod at gmail.com. You can head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group and connect with some of the amazing women in there or send me a DM over on the Girl Means Business Instagram page. I'm always excited to connect with more women and we can do a little virtual happy hour if we need to. All right, guys, have a great week and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. 